Hey there, CEOs. Welcome back to today's Thursday Short. I'm your host, Brandy Gar, and my mission is to help you, the wedding industry entrepreneur, to build a profitable business that you love. Okay, on today's Thursday Short, we are going to talk about three super simple tips to get back your time and to grow your revenue. Because yes, we all want to get back more time. We all want to get back more time, but we're business owners. And so we need to generate revenue, right? Sometimes it's like, listen, I need dollars in the bank account. And so I want to save time, but really I just need to keep running because I just got to get dollars in the bank. And I, I get that. I really do. But there's ways that we can work smarter. And so often from my CEOs in my mastermind group, I hear the same things over and over again. Okay. When we're going into busy season, it's almost like, you forget what you know to be true about setting boundaries and ways to save time, but it kind of all goes out the door because you're just tired and fried and you just need to get stuff done, right? So here are some reminders. And if you don't already do these things, these are great things to put into place now so that you can get back some of your precious time and you can really, really focus on things that drive revenue for your business, okay? So the first one is to get out of your inbox. You guys, I can't say this enough, and its I feel like it's the thing I tell people most often that they do not do, (laughs) that they don't listen to, and this is to get out of your inbox. When you are working on a project, on a timeline, on editing, on creating playlists or um, floral recipes, whatever it is that you do that you need to focus on getting done that day, you need to turn off your inbox, close your email, or Turn on focus mode. If you're on a Mac, you have focus mode. You can put it on for an hour and deep dive work. Just because someone sends you an email does not mean they get access to your time right then. I absolutely do not respond to emails in real time. And I know that that kind of sounds like, oh, but I want to make sure I get back to my clients right away. Yes, but because you're constantly in your inbox, you're not actually getting any work done. And so the problem is you have squirrel brain. We all do. We have the attention span of a gnat. And so we see an email. We think we need to answer it. It either messes with our mindset or it takes us out of our workflow, our deep dive that we're doing right now. So you need to schedule very specific times to check your email throughout the day. I personally check mine from my phone before I sit down to my computer. Usually between getting the girls out the door in the morning, I quickly scan my inbox and I delete all the spam. I read any of like the newsletter type emails that I get that I want to read from other educators. Um, I really scan. If there's anything that I can forward quickly to a team member that needs to be done by them, I'll do that. And then then I know by the time I sit down to my desk, the only things that have to be handled are what's left in my inbox. And I kind of have an idea of what those are. I'll set aside about 30 to 40 minutes to actually do the things that are there in my inbox. And then I turn it off and I start working on whatever it is I need to work on for the day. I do not go back to my inbox until around lunchtime. And then I'll do the exact same thing, same process, and then I'll go back to it at the end of the day. And then I, I you guys can even check me on this. I do not check my emails after I turn my computer off for the day. Now, I don't always turn my computer off at five o'clock. I'm not telling you to work banker's hours, but do not check your email from your phone if you're hanging out with your kids or you're out to dinner with friends. Like, No one needs your time that bad. An email is meant to be answered within 24 hours. It is not meant to be answered in real time. That's what texts are for. And only a few people have my cell phone number to be able to text me. So 
rule number one to get back your time and to grow your revenue is to get out of your inbox. Stop letting your inbox control you. And how does this grow your revenue? Well, it gives you back time to really mentally think about new revenue streams, looking at your numbers to see how profitable you are, um, building your team, mentoring and coaching your team, working with clients, um, selling more clients, having more sales time on your calendar. There's so many ways that this can grow your revenue, but really it's a sanity saver more than anything. Okay. So that's number one. Okay. Number two is to outsource one thing. Now, I know some of you may be listening and you're like, Brandy, I can't. I don't have the revenue to outsource one thing. And guys, listen, (laughs) I totally get it. I mean, budgets are real no matter what level of business that you're in, okay? So I totally get it. However, I want you to really think about what is your billable hourly rate? And if you've listened to this podcast recently or done my budget course, you know what your billable hourly rate is, okay? So let's just say for easy math that your billable hourly rate is $100 an hour. So for every hour that you're working on client-focused work, you're making $100. Now let's say that you could outsource a VA for $20 an hour that could handle scanning your inbox, right? Or replying to basic emails or creating social media for you or writing blogs for you. Think about that. If you could pay someone $20 an hour to get back your time, which you could bill out for $100 an hour, do you see how that's actually a high return on your investment? It's not an expense. You need to stop thinking about outsourcing as an expense. It's actually an investment and you're getting back a five times return on it based on those numbers, right? So I really want you to think about two things. One, what is your billable hourly rate? If you do not know your billable hourly rate, I want you to go back and listen to episode 153. And then I want you to join my budgeting class, right? My six figure roadmap class. That is huge. You have to know what your billable hourly rate is. Okay. And then the second thing I want you to do is to think about what do you do every single week in your business or you don't do and you feel guilty about it and you need to do it like blog writing. What is something that could really grow your revenue or grow your brand recognition online if you paid someone else to do it? right? And if you could pay them $20 an hour, how much would you get back and how much more revenue producing activity could you do if you weren't stuck writing blogs or you weren't stuck um, creating timelines, whatever it is for your business. I want you to really focus on what's one thing that you can outsource and pay about $20 an hour for so that you can then focus on billable hours. Okay. Yay. Okay. So that's number two. Number three. And the last one is Stop letting your clients scope creep. Okay. Scope creep is a term that was created by Sam Jacobson. He is awesome. If you've never heard him, you can hear him on Megan Gilligan's podcast, The uh, Weddings for Real. He is awesome when it comes to talking about scope creep. And basically what scope creep is, is it means that your clients, let's say, book your event management package, but somehow they call you every single week and they ask you things like, could you review my floral proposal? Or here's my design board. Where do you think I should get these rentals from? All these things that they didn't pay for because really all they paid for was for you to execute their event, not to design it right? Not to review contracts. No, no, no. But you do it because you don't know how to tell them no, right? And so this is really, really important. What I want you to focus on is really thinking about, did this client pay for my time? Because your time is so important. Think about, again, going back to your billable hourly rate. 
What is your billable hourly rate? If you spend 30 minutes helping a client review her floor proposal that she did not pay you for and your billable hourly rate is $100, you just gave that client $50. You might as well have just handed her a $50 bill, which I know you wouldn't do. So don't let them take your time either. And what I want you to remember is that our clients don't always realize that they're doing it. It's not fair to them to make it seem like that they're just stealing our time. We're allowing it. We're like gifting it to them. You know, I just recently worked with a contractor who built, I mean, we worked on a project for months. She was helping me to build some things on my back end of my coaching business. And I often would say to her, hey, can you do this as well? Can you do this as well? Because honestly, I didn't really genuinely know what all went into what she was building for me. And so I would always say, if that's not included, let me know. But our clients don't always know. I wasn't trying to steal time by any means. I always wanted to understand, is this something that's included or is it not something that's included? And so she was really, really good about saying, hey, that would be an additional fee or this is definitely included. Send it over to me. And so it's important that we do the same as well. If your client is continuously reaching out and saying, hey, I would love this or can you help me with this? It's important to be able to say to them, I would absolutely love to review your floral proposal. That's actually included in our next service up. Maybe it's your partial planning. And I'd love to go ahead and send over an invoice for that upgrade if you'd like for me to. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but just last week in my CEO mastermind group, one of my students came on and she was literally having this exact problem. She had a client that had booked her event management service and they said that they had, you know, everything done. The wedding was in like two months and come to find out they just had like a lot of vendors they'd talked to, but no contracts had been executed. The design was all over the place. And she was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm not sure how I'm going to pull this wedding together because they only booked me for event management. And I said, you need to go to her, call her and say, hey, you know, your wedding is going to be amazing. I'm so excited to be part of it, but I can see that you're overwhelmed and there's a lot still to be done. So I would actually really love to be able to step in and kind of take some of this stress off your plate and wrap this all up in a bow for you. But to do that, I would need you to be, to upgrade to our partial planning service and here's how much it would be. But then I can take all of this over for you and I can just wrap it up in a pretty little bow. And she was like, okay. And so she did it. And literally like an hour later, she told me that it worked and the client loved it and the client was so appreciative. And now she feels like, yeah, she still has a lot of work to do for this wedding, but at least she's getting compensated for it. Right? So these are the things that I really want you to think about. If a client says, well, no, I just wanted you to do it. Then you can say, I am so sorry, but that's actually not included in the service that you purchased. Um, but it, if at any time you want to upgrade, please let me know. I'm happy to send over that upgrade. Like it's that simple. You guys, you don't have to be mean. It doesn't have to create a weird relationship with your clients. It's super, super simple. Okay, so our three tips to get back our time and to grow your revenue. Three simple tips, you guys. We're going to keep it easy today. Number one, get out of your inbox, shut it off, only check it throughout the day um, at specific times. Number two, outsource one thing, just one thing I want you to outsource for less money than you charge for your billable hourly rate. And number three is to stop letting your clients take more time from you than they paid for, because this is so important. You need to make sure that you're only giving them the amount of service that they actually paid for. Okay, you guys, this was a fun episode. Hopefully you got at least one great tip out of it that can help you. And so if you did, will you just screenshot this episode real quick and send it to a friend or share it on your story and tag me. I'm at Brandy Gar on Instagram. And I would love for you to share just one tip that you got out of this episode so that more CEOs can get the same education out of this podcast. So you guys, thank you so much for being here every single week and I will see you next time. Bye for now.
Hey there, wedding pro. Are you feeling overwhelmed, burned out, and wondering how you will ever pay yourself an actual salary from this business you're building? I get it. I'm a wedding pro just like you. I sat in this season of overwhelm and no pay for way too long. Now I own one of the largest planning firms in Orlando, Florida, while doing less than five weddings myself each year. And yeah, I pay myself a full-time salary too. And I'm not alone. Hundreds of other wedding pros just like you have gone from overwhelmed pro to confident CEO by using the proven strategies I teach inside the Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator. I tell Brandy all the time how grateful I am for her. Before joining with her, I thought I was successful and I was successful, but I was working 24 seven, barely making a profit. Now, over a year later, working with her, it's just been life changing. We have our Monday calls. I voice text with other wedding planners all over the nation. And it's helpful just to have someone that's done what we're trying to do. And that is what the CEO Accelerator Group has helped and taught me to do. Inside the Accelerator, you get lifetime access to the six step-by-step modules that walk you through the pillars of a profitable wedding business. The financial services spreadsheet that Brandy gives you as a part of the Accelerator is worth the price of the Accelerator alone. If you need clarity on finances, your budget, if you can hire, if you can even pay the people that you have hired, go get the Accelerator because that spreadsheet gave me the knowledge and power to make the decisions to continue hiring and growing my team in the way that I want to. But what good is all of this knowledge without accountability, community, and of course, a place to ask your most burning question. When you join the Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator, you also get six months inside our live coaching membership. It literally has changed the way I do business. It has changed the way I view things. It has changed the way that I manage things. It is totally amazing to be able to sit with CEOs that have been through what I've been through, have been through the trenches and can give me the insight as to how they got through it. It doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm the only person on the planet who feels this way. No, there's tons of other CEOs that feel the same way I do. And we can talk about it, think through it, and we can learn. It is absolutely amazing. And if you're thinking about it, you should do it. The Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator is the best of a course, a membership, and a group coaching community all in one. The group has been so supportive and has really kept me sane through the busiest season I've ever seen in my career. For that, I'm really thankful. Looking forward to the next year and all the things I have to learn to grow and scale my business and super excited for the next steps. Here's the thing. You can absolutely listen to this show every single week to get nuggets that will help you scale your business. And over the course of a few years of piecing together all of that free information, you could very likely grow a successful wedding business. Or you can join the Wedding Pros CEO Accelerator today to get the proven step-by-step roadmap you need to ditch the overwhelm, build maximum profit, and step into your role as confident CEO all in just six short months. In 2021, we did 220,000 in revenue, which I was so excited about at the time. In 2022, where we sit now, our revenue came in around 560,000. Honestly, I attribute so much of that to really being able to grow. I actually no longer take on weddings myself. I'm really able to focus and be the CEO of my company. And that's come with a lot of guidance from the Accelerator Group, all of the other incredible CEOs in that program, bouncing ideas off of each other, asking for the help and hearing from other people and what's worked and what hasn't. Just click the link in the show notes below to learn more about the Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator and let's build your profitable wedding business together.